Yo, what up, guys? Welcome back to the fastest growing sports gambling podcast in the tri state area. We got double A Anthony Alessino. We got the graduate Brian Castiglione. And my name, as always, is James Hawkins. This is Par Play Group. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. It's season two. It's been a long time since we've been here. Uh, we got Brian in studio with us today. He's going to be here regularly going forward. Guest. Guest member towards the end of last year, regular member going forward, who we don't have today, even though it's season two, even though we're in our third new studio, even though he's a young 28-year-old man in the prime of his life with a desk job, young Anthony Alessino has uh, two herniated discs and he couldn't make the show today. So Godspeed, hopefully he's better and back as soon as he can get in. But that's that. Um, so a couple of things quick before we get into it. The last time that we were on this show, we were only available on Spotify and SoundCloud. No longer the case. You can get us on iHeartRadio. You can get us on... Why am I drawing a blank here? Spotify. Spotify, obviously. That's the first one. Though. What are... Apple Music. Apple, Apple Music we're new to this season. And there's one more that not even a lot of people use. It's a podcast. Most podcast, podcast platforms we're available on now. <laughs> I forget the names of them all. Also, in addition, the video that we shoot is no longer going to be just for our Instagram and TikTok clips. We're going to full podcasts on YouTube. We started that with the Rewind. So the YouTube channel is House of Havoc Podcast. And that's where you, right? House of Havoc Podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds, that sounds good. House of Havoc Podcast. I'm pretty sure that's the YouTube uh, channel. If you we'll, type we'll, in those keywords, you should find it. Yeah, yeah they'll yeah. find yeah. it. It's an octopus. You it's look not for the hard purpose. to Just research a little bit. <laughs> So if you, for those who may prefer to watch video when it's given an option, that is now an option. So yeah, new studio, new setup, same people, same gambling problem. <laughs> so before we get into the Jets and Giants, general stories that went on in the offseason, we're going to go right off the bat. Cam Newton cut today. Yeah. Cam Newton cut today by the New England Patriots. Mac Jones going to be quarterback number one. I don't remember what week it was, but I do remember you were with us towards the end of the year last year before the playoffs. I came on this show and I dared Bill Belichick to draft Mac Jones. <laughs> I fucking dared him. And Alessino said, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. So why would you do Because you know he's going to show up and be Tom Brady 2.0. Looks good so far in the preseason. Yes. Won the job to the point where they don't need Cam Newton, allegedly. I mean, they were calling him the checkdown king in practice. Yeah. He's got a place in the league somewhere, no? I think, yeah. I mean, the fact that they they didn't even move him to two, they just flat out cut him. I mean, I think that kind of says a lot. Um, but I think you're right. I think he'll wind up on another team, maybe. I was thinking maybe the Texans. Um, Interesting. Also, the main main team I was thinking of as I was driving here was actually the Washington football team. Because, you know, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm sure, you know, they'd let it run with him either way. But you got Ron Rivera there. Um, you also have Curtis Samuel. I don't know how long them Not two played long. together. Jack, try to get that. But, when you know. Find the year Debo Samuel started. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, Curtis sorry. Samuel was on the, started on the Panthers. What year he started versus um, what year Cam Newton left, which was that would be 20. Yeah, I mean, not to say that they're going to have, like, you know, this – chemistry that they had beforehand but i do think it's interesting um washington's kind of in a like it would it would be heartbreaking for ryan Fitzpatrick, especially after last year with you came in on the dolphins um you know going crazy for the first couple games and then i guess whoever felt pressure to put into a rip the team away from him and 
I don't know. Which that was its own, uh, its own disaster in its own right. Because... What I'm trying to say though is if in this hypothetical hypothetical situation that he goes into Washington and the same thing happens again, like I think tough. I think that's his job. Interesting that you went about it thinking about teams that could use a starter. Because when you think, you don't think when you think of, right. when you think of yeah, teams yeah, yeah. that could use a starter, those are good options, and I think Indianapolis also comes to mind because if it's not Carson Wentz. With this foot injury, then it's Jacob Eason, mm. who is a young backup, or it's Sam Ellinger, who's a rookie backup out of Texas, who I believe was a fifth or a sixth round pick. Go ahead, Jack. What do you got for us? Curtis Samuel was drafted 2017 with the, uh, in the second round. Probably started 2018 season on the uh, Panthers. I'm pretty sure he played yeah, mostly so, from a rookie. So three or four, yeah, three, so, four seasons as she played with Cam. So that's a bit of a reporter. Yeah. No, I just didn't really think too much of him. I mean, as a starter, because at this point in the year, how many teams... If you're going to try to add somebody to be a new starting quarterback mm-hmm. a week before week one, you have to see yourself as a 8-9 and nine team that that guy might put you over the edge to 9-8 and eight or 10-7. Yeah. and seven. Sorry, the records, the new records with yeah. the extra games still... I get what you're saying, off. though. Someone that's at least going to get it's you It's got to be someone shot. who you already yeah. believe. Like, And Washington makes sense because they won the division last year, and we'll get to divisions later on. Yeah. But I'm thinking as far as like a high-end backup, and he is... A high-end backup, I think, still. With people who he fits in as their backup for, mobile, can get around, move mm-hmm. outside of the pocket, make plays with his legs. I think there are three teams that make sense. One of them is the Ravens. As a backup. As, his, as the backup. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, if yeah. Lamar Jackson goes down, he can do a lot of the same things Lamar can do. Not yeah. to, he's not as explosive as Lamar. He never was. But he's similar play it's style. The scheme, to, kinda. Yeah. yeah. Um, the New York Jets. They don't really? have – I believe they cut Josh Johnson. I could be wrong about that. I think they cut Josh Johnson to get down to 53. I know Mike White is going to be the second – back, the, the number two, the backup. So that leaves them – before they brought in Josh Johnson, they had Zach Wilson, obviously, Mike White, and James Morgan out of James Madison University, second-year play from last year. None of them have an, have an NFL regular season snap. They're the first team – to head into a season mm-hmm. with that situation since 2013 when the New York Jets did it with Geno Smith and the Sims kid. Chris okay. Sims, Matt yeah, Sims, yeah. one of the Sims kids. So it's not done often. And now I don't know if they cut Josh Johnson or if he made the roster, but I know Mike White's the backup right now. Mike White's all right. He knows the system. Yeah. Salah loves him. LaFleur loves him. I think Cam Newton's because Zach Wilson makes plays with his feet, dude. He runs... I think Cam would be solid for them. I'd go, dude. I've been begging the Jets to trade for Nick Foles <laughs> all off season mm. because what happens? Say the Jets are better than we think they are, which I think they're not going to be very good. <laughs> say they're better than we think they are, and they're like six and three, and Wilson goes down for four weeks. Well, yeah. now Mike White's your guy, and you're done. The playoffs are over. The season's for you. over. I, I, the more that you make the case for the Jets to sign him as a backup, I think it does make sense. I didn't know that about the backup quarterback situation. Um, who was your third team? Who'd you also do you think? Um, oh, uh, Colt McCoy is the backup now. Why can't I think of who? It makes no. Oh, Arizona. For Kyler Murray? Yeah. He, again, Kyler Murray is a quarterback who does a lot of the, the spread options, yeah. spread it out, make plays with your feet. And Kyler can't stay healthy. And Yeah, he had the shoulder towards the end of the year. And his legs, year. he's got yeah. busted up ankles and he's got a busted up wheel. When your number one move as a quarterback is to your legs mm. you got to be able to play 18 games yeah. 18 weeks so i think cam newton makes a lot more sense in that bat in case because kyler's probably going down 
three to six weeks. Really? I mean, it's just he like Julio a... Jones. We'll get to that too. But how many yeah. games is Julio Jones going to give the Titans? But Julio Eight Jones or nine? Is, is so much older. You know, the he, way he is on the injury report a lot. At, like, you look at the quarterbacks that move the way that Kyler moves. More often than not, they never play a complete eighteen or a complete seventeen. And I just don't know if Colt McCoy fits what they want to do. You got to come in. You're gonna not. you're gonna still try to do all of this air raid Cliff Kingsbury nonsense. Yeah. Cut. Colt McCoy, now very solid backup Colt McCoy in the right system, not this one. So I would say the Cardinals would be the third team. I would be calling Cam right now. And just the way, the play style of Kyler Murray, now it's really more Russell Wilson-like, I think, yeah. than Cam. But Cam's somebody who's going to be able to, just from his experience being the running quarterback that people don't really think can throw, I think he'd be a great mentor. I think Cam would have been a good mentor for Mac Jones. I just, I'm so curious as to why they cut him. I think it's one Not of those. Like, he's got to be one, or it's or he's got to be gone. You situations. think that's what it is? Which yeah. I, a lot of teams. Look, I gave a, a couple of teams, and I can't remember who it was. I gave a lot of teams shit last year for not doing this. So good on Bill. Yeah. Because there's no reason to keep him around. It's a, a quarter, especially someone. Cam's got to be 31, 32. Did you ever find out about Josh Johnson, Jack? Uh, Josh Johnson for the Jets. Yeah. Did they cut him yesterday, or is he still on the team? Google that for me while, we're, while we keep keep going. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, I think Bill did the right thing by giving Cam because you're not going to be able to trade him. They just gave him fifteen yeah. million. And you're right, and it's going to be one of those like storylines that lingers all year, where they're like, if Mac Jones messes up or has a bad game, you got. Uh, Josh Johnson is not coming up on the depth chart. Josh Johnson. Yeah. All right, they probably caught yeah. him. If he's not the number two, they probably. I don't see him. him here in transactions, but he's not appearing on the depth chart. Yeah, well, so let's just assume that they caught him. We'll yeah. double check it when we go into a break. But yeah, either way, he's not the number two, and teams rarely dress three. So as far as I'm concerned, he might as well not be on the team. Yeah, and basically what I was saying is like, if Mac has a bad game, then you know the whole thing is going to be: do we put Cam back in? This, that, and the other thing. Everyone's going to be saying this, that. You know, it, you're probably right. It's probably easier for Bill to just be like, all right, if Mac's going to do this, if we're going to commit to this, we got to commit to this and just let him play his full season with nothing else. You know, distracting him. Or... And, I mean, there's not a school that you come out of more pro-ready at any position in the NFL than Alabama. Yeah. With Nick Saban. And look at that quarterback room. All three of them are <laughs> opening day starters now. Yeah. Yeah, they had some crazy where they listed, um, I think it was all the positions that went pro in the last five years. And it it's pretty crazy who's on the list. Like, Oh, from Alabama? Yeah, it's oh, nuts. Oh, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And it's like some schools are really good. It's like Clemson has been become known as wide receiver university. They they spit yeah. out they spit out Hopkins and Sammy Watkins yeah. and the guy from the Chargers who can't stay healthy Mike Wilson Mike Will- Williams 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 yeah. I'm sorry no you're good certain schools like a lot of SEC schools are like O line D line they're trench schools yeah Alabama is just professional football players cornerbacks safeties linebackers D tackles linemen running backs quarterbacks we've seen it all yeah there was a point where they were wide receiver year you had Calvin Ridley Julio Jones um Cooper Amari Cooper yeah. So they're just, uh, if anyone's going to be most ready, I think day one out of the five of these kids, I think it's going to be Mac Jones. But I'm trying to think, oh, so Deshaun Watson, rumored to be going to, not go, not rumored to be going, but rumored teams. He's going to get team, suspended. Team to rumored yeah. to have the most interest in him. There we go. We found the way to word it. <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Interesting to me. Interesting yeah. in a situation where possibly we give you your picks back that we took from you <laughs> for the Laramie Tunsil deal. Plus one of our own picks, plus Tua. 
I don't. I just don't think they're ready to give up on Tua. And I don't. I don't even know. I'm sure Deshaun Watson will play again because Tyree Kill still plays, and Mike Vick got to come back. Mm-hmm. And what's his name? The other guy. Whatever. You understand my point. Guys yeah. get a second chance in this league, and I think he will play again. Go ahead. Talking about Kareem Hunt. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. No, I'm saying. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Kareem You're right. Kareem guy. Hunt was the other guy I'm talking about. You are correct. Both Chiefs players, him and Hill. Mm-hmm. So I do think he'll get a chance, a second chance. Don't know if it's going to be 2021. Don't know if it's going to be 2022. But I think he'll play again. Obviously, he's never going to take another snap as a Texan, I don't think. Yeah, no, I think that's I think over. It's, it's Davis Mills' job to, to hold warm for a rookie. I think that they're gunning for that number one pick. But Brian Flores, very dismissive of it when brought up. Brian Flores, head coach of the Miami Dolphins. They brought it up after a preseason game or after a practice this week. And he was like, I'm interested in the players that are on the Miami Dolphins. They they said, are you interested in Deshaun Watson at all? And he said, I'm interested in the players that are on the Miami Dolphins. Probably not interested. (laughs) So it sounded like a hard start, you know, hard no. I don't know. I don't know who's to say where he goes, honestly. I don't even see an opening for him right now. Who would take him? Minnesota? Why would they take him though? They got Kirk. I mean, there's nothing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, who at this point is going to be willing to give up? I mean, if the Jets weren't willing to overpay for him before he had 24, yeah. Well, that's the women out too. against him. So, you, so even if you trade for him, you still don't know what's going on legally. So, if he winds up getting suspended for a full season, or something else happens, you know, you're banking on what you're sending picks over for what. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the best case scenario that could work out as far as Deshaun moving on is if the Texans were able to pursue something where this got worse, where they could get a grievance from the NFL and cut him and wow. not and not because I'm sure there's that would be a hell of a situation. I'm sure there's some yeah. way that if this got worse and he got indicted, they could cut him and just wash their hands of it for nothing. Yeah. And then maybe he does time or whatever it is and then a team could say all right here's 10 million for one year and earn it again and play your way back into the league like they did with Mike Vick now Mike Vick had way less than that I think they gave him a vets minimum Mm -hmm. and he was a third string quarterback in Philly and it was a while before he turned around he was an older player too yeah so Bengals Joe Burrow Jamar Chase not looking good in camp dropping everything it sounds like Jamar Chase sounds like he's dropping everything he's allegedly dropping everything yeah but so what I heard is the good news is that it is drops. And it's not that he doesn't understand the play calling yeah. or the verbiage or the or the route tree. It's not that he can't get open. He's just got a case of the drops. And worried about it? I'm not worried. He did not play he didn't play at all last season. He was COVID exempt. So yeah. been a while since the man caught a football in pants. I mean, I it's definitely a concern. It's definitely not like something that you're happy about, but I feel like no, maybe he just needs to Get back in the game speed. You know, he's also, you also got to think if he took a year off in college, he's also stepping up into the pros. So the speed of the game itself is changing. Plus, you haven't played for a year. Maybe it's just, you heard know. A, heard a lot of people saying maybe they should have taken Panay Sewell instead, the left tackle out of Oregon. But he's having a garbage camp too in is Detroit. He? Yeah. Yeah. He's, get, he's a turnstile over there in Detroit oh, right now. Oh, jeez. So it's yeah. like, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. But Burrow starting and playing. I believe like a half of the third and final preseason game, right? He played the whole first half job. Yeah. What's that about? Um, I guess they think he's cleared. I don't I don't know. Even if he's <laughs> cleared though, like the Jets I don't think put out a single starter in the whole game. No. 
so even if he's cleared, he destroyed his knee last year. I know. Yeah. So ACL, I'm, MCL, partial meniscus, all that. Yeah, and then they yeah. they're just like, no, but we still think that we're confident with the offensive line we got. We're not going <laughs> to use our top five pick on a blue chip tackle prospect. We're instead going to get another receiver. Yeah. I mean, they have now they have Higgins and Boyd. I mean, the only person you lost was AJ Green, so it's not like you. You yeah, lose, like, one of your There's best receivers, a, you know? Well, they lost John Ross, too, but I right. mean, they, they kind of sent John Ross packing. So yeah. Did you really lose him? Not really. I don't know. I just, I like Joe Burrow, man. He's I think, cooler than the other yeah. side of a pillow. He looks a lot like Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Just in terms of, like, his play style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's not the, I like, never thought about that before. Somebody but. was saying it. I don't know who I was listening to say this, like, last week. That and they got a lot of shit for it. If you were building the ultimate, like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, right? Yeah, of course. Probably still not top three right now at forty whatever years yes. old. But if you were building the greatest quarterback of all time in a lab, you wouldn't take any one trait of Tom Brady's. It's not his arm. Oh, you want to say maybe his brain? Okay, cool. Peyton yeah. Manning doesn't run. It's Patrick. Yeah, it's yeah. not his legs. It's not his arm. It's not his brain. It's not. But when you put, he's not the best at any one thing, but when you put it all together, he's better than anyone else who's ever done it. So it's an oddity with Tom Brady, right? And I think Burrow's a lot like that, too. He doesn't have the strongest arm. Mm. He's got an arm. I mean, all yeah. these guys have arms. But he can move a little bit. He can move a little bit a lot like Tom could move a little bit. I think he moves a little bit better than Tom Brady. Well, he, he, I mean, even without he the moves a little, He moves a little he, bit better than Tom always moved. That's what I'm but Tom has always moved better than people have given him credit for. Not in terms of stretching and, and turning the corner and making these fucking Mahomes throws, mm-hmm. ro- rolling out of the pocket, these Rodgers kind of throws. But the way he moves inside the pocket and makes people miss and buys himself an extra half a second to find the open to find Gronk wide open yeah. down the seam. He won at least two Super Bowls just on that kind of pocket movement alone. But yeah, I think a lot of the... I, he reminds me of, the, of young Brady a little bit, Burrow. Now, obviously, you don't want to be... Uh, putting that kind of stamp on someone so young it's like all these people saying zach wilson looks like dan marino i'm like would you please i think zach wilson will be good i i do well that's a good segue we could get right into the yeah i mean get right into the local guys the new york teams for people who might be new we're a long island new york based show so our local guys are the jets and the giants not the bills they could go fuck off i fuck with the bills fuck the bills so well you want to go you want to go your boys first you want to go jets first uh, we can go Jets first. All right. Jets Jets offseason acquisitions. I got the list right here. I'm going to run them down for you. D end Vinnie Curry, one for $1.3 million, already on done for the year. It's not IR. It's the non-football injury list. Jets doctors identified a rare blood disease. Yes. He, he almost lost his spleen. Get better, Vinny. You know, I mean, who's, he was going to be a situational rusher coming in on third downs and passing situations. Maybe he'll be back in green and white next year. Tevin Coleman, one for 1.2. Very good. I don't know how much he's going to carry the ball. I guess we're going to wait and see. It's a little crowded with a lot of young kids back there. Most proven running back they have by far. Defensive tackle Sheldon Rich. uh, Sheldon (laughs) Sheldon Rankins coming over from New Orleans for two for 17 million. Going to be a starter in that new 4-3 front lining up next to Quentin Williams. Very good pickup. I think he had a slight, slightly underperformed last season, but the Saints were in a situation where you couldn't pay everybody. Some oh, yeah, they had were, major cap problems. Some people were going to have to go yeah. and hey, a I'm lot a, of people. I'm a big that one of 
looking at it now, I think it might be my favorite signing they made because my we'll get to the my my number one favorite signing is already irrelevant. <laughs> Moving down the list, we got tight ends. Tight end Tyler Croft, one for two million. Today they cut or they traded Chris Herndon, and they cut the rookie that they drafted, Kenny Yaboa, or maybe undrafted rookie, undrafted free agent Kenny Yaboa. They cut him today. Thin at tight end. I think as long as Croft's healthy, he's going to be at least the number one receiving guy for mm. them this year. And I forget is the other uh, the other white guy that came on last season for them, the tight end, before he got hurt. I think he's still over there. I can't think of his name right now. I can't think of his name either. Does Daniel Brown ring a bell? Not Daniel Brown. Ryan Griffin? Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Ryan Griffin. So it's probably going to be a lot of Tyler Croft and Ryan Griffin at the tight end spot. Bringing over cornerback slash safety, LaMarcus Joyner. I believe he last played for the Vegas Raiders. I could be wrong about that. He fell off the last couple of years because he's moved over to safety, kind of out of position for himself. Come back over to the Jets. They're expecting him to play cornerback. He's going to be a good depth guy. I don't think he's going to be one of the top three starters there. But they need depth. They're shot in the defensive backfield. That's one for $3 million. Another depth signing I like. I don't know how much playing time he's going to get, but he's an absolute lightning rod. Wide receiver Keelan Cole, one for five and a half million. When he gets the ball, he's a lightning rod with it, very fast. Yeah. And Jets have receivers. This I year. just don't know They're how much. Up. I just don't know how many balls there's going to be for him to catch. Yeah. Uh, oh, another one. Another big depth move. Offensive lineman Dan Feeney, one for three and a half million. Probably going to be most notably known for his appearances at the Islander playoff games. <laughs> Now we're getting into a couple of starters. Linebacker Jared Davis, one for five and a half million, came over from Detroit, mm. was a former first-round pick, I believe, out of Cal with Detroit. And one year after he got there, that fat asshole from the Patriots, um, the guy who just got fired, their coach, Patricia, oh, yeah. came over and he, he switched to a 3-4 front, which really doesn't do anything that Jared Davis does well. And he kind of his production has just fell off year after year since then. So he was available for one year for five and a half million. Little bullshit injury he had. I don't know exact numbers mm-hmm. on it. I don't know if he's going to be ready for day one, but he will be starting in one of those three linebacker spots. Brings much needed speed to the Jets front. Wide receiver Corey Davis, three for thirty-seven and a yeah, half million. I you mean, like that? This is this good move, I think, for both sides. I mean, even if it turns out Corey Davis is really just a number two or a number three, he's getting the money that he earned, and you can't sit on this cap space forever. Mm-hmm. You gotta spend money. Yeah, they have a spending limit, uh, for rather. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You have to spend X amount of dollars per year. Why not give it on a guy? Like I think this? Corey Davis was a good addition, especially if you're gonna draft Wilson and let him. Listen, I think the Jets are gonna be slinging the ball all year. I think defense is gonna be an issue just because of so many injuries that scores are gonna be high. And oh, I think that, I think Zach Wilson's. Gonna I be, agree for sure. Yeah, even before the even before the blow, we'll hear it. Def- defensive end oh, Carl yeah. Lawson, three for forty-five, blown out Achilles. Yeah, on the IR for the year. It's tough. So even before the big blow with Carl Lawson, and then the the Vinnie Curry thing, and we're losing a couple of other players. I think before that they were gonna be chasing a lot, and they're yeah. gonna be throwing the ball a lot. Last signing in the offseason was cornerback Justin Hardy, three for six and three quarters million. Not really a cor- he's a cornerback, but he's a special teamer. Mm. He's going to be a gunner. He's going to be on punt team. He's going to do all that. So whatever. He's not even a returner. He's just one of those other special team guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we needed it. It doesn't really jump off the page at anything. Whatever. Going into their draft, I think the Jets did everything right here. I was begging them 
to use some of this day two capital that they had because they had so much, so many day two picks mm-hmm. to just move up and get the guy and, that you want instead of hoping it comes to you. And I had people calling me during the day. What do you, what would you do if you're the Jets? Well, I'm like, obviously they're going to draft Zach. So <laughs> yeah, forget about that. I'm like I would take the two third round picks and move up to get an offensive lineman. And I specifically said to a few people, Elijah Vera Tucker. They did just that. <laughs> they did just that. I have it over here in their trades. The Jets get the 14th overall pick and the 143rd overall pick in 2021. The Vikings get the 23rd overall pick, the 66th overall pick, and the 86th overall pick. So the Jets move pick 23 and their two threes to move up nine spots to pick 14. They take offensive guard, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC, and then they later use that 143rd pick to trade up. Vikings get Kristen Darisol, left tackle, with the 23rd pick. Potential starting quarterback Kellen Mond mm. out of Texas A&M with the 66th pick. And offensive guard Wyatt Davis with the 86th pick. So that was that trade. So round one, pick two, Zach Wilson. Round one, pick 14, Elijah Vera Tucker. Pick 34, Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Mississippi. Getting hype. Getting uh, hype. I put some scratch on this kid. We'll get to it when we get to that segment, <laughs> but I've already put some money on this kid. They were jumping for joy. They were talking about the Jets possibly trading back until they realized this guy was going to be here. Mm-hmm. He probably should have been gone in the first round. Yeah. Very similar to a guy the Giants took in the first round. Who knows? I'm not a scout. I'm not an NFL <laughs> scout. You know, I'm not a talent scout. That's fair. But we're excited about that. And then so 107, fourth round, Michael Carter running back North Carolina. Pick 154th overall in the fifth round, Michael Carter the second, cornerback from Duke University. Drafted two kids with the same name. <laughs> round five, one pick 175, Jason Pinnock, cornerback from Pitt. Round six, pick 186, Hamza Dean. It's a linebacker from Florida State University. They converted him from strong safety. He's gained about 25 pounds since mm-hmm. his last game in Florida. Right now, he's slated to start in that will spot. Really? So you get a fucking safety that you're converting into a linebacker at pick 186 in the <laughs> sixth round, and if he starts day one, absolute home run. Yeah. Right? I mean, how do you lose there? They follow it up with the Brandon Eccles, cornerback from Kentucky, at 200 overall, and at 207, Jonathan Marshall, defensive tackle from Arkansas. Those last two guys, I'm not even sure made the 53, mm-hmm. but I know Hamza Nasiruladin might is probably going to start. And those other cornerbacks are going to be rotational guys. They're going young at cornerback. They didn't really feel the need to address it with a vet. And I don't blame them because, like I said, this team, I don't expect them to win. I mean, I don't know what their over-under is. I'm guessing it's around six and a half. That's what I would say. And I would probably, if it's six and a half is hard, if it was seven and a half, I would say smash the under. I don't, we expect some good moments. You hope that they, Zach Wilson shows you something. And that it's not going to be a total bust for them. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to show a lot of good things. They're not there yet. Hopefully, they're a few move, moves away from being there in 2022. But again, it's another de- it's a it's another rebuild year for the Jets. We've been doing it since fucking Nam. <laughs> 2010, I guess. But even yeah. I mean, we've really been doing it since I've been born. Probably <laughs> before that. Other notable trades they made in the offseason. There is the Jets get defensive end Shaq Lawson. Texans get mm-hmm. 2022 sixth round pick. So the Texans only traded for Shaq Lawson at the beginning of the summer. Shaq Lawson literally did a, a camp with them and got sent as 
sent on his way. They showed him his papers. Mm-hmm. So they traded Bernardrick McKinney in a seventh round pick to Miami back in March mm-hmm. for Shaq Lawson and a sixth. Now they trade Shaq Lawson to the Jets for an additional six, effectively making this, they traded Bernardrick McKinney for two sixth round picks. <laughs> I think it's low risk, high reward for the Jets. Yeah. Because he's due to make less than a million this year. I think it's nine ninety eight, And then if he's on the roster next year, he's up to almost $10 million, But he's going to have to earn that spot. Yeah. And the Texans obviously don't want to win. They're not in the business of winning football games this year. Add more draft capital, even though it's a six-round pick, and the guy might not make the team. So the only one more big notable trade the Jets made. The Jets get 2021 sixth-round pick, which I never even checked to see who that turned out to be. They might have traded that original pick. And a 2022 second and fourth round picks, Panthers get quarterback Sam Donald. You're upset about that? Not necessarily, because at the time they were saying his ceiling possibly was a third or third round pick. Mm. But then you hear right around the draft, right around the draft, we hear that San Francisco offered the 12th overall pick for mm. Sam Donald straight up. But the Jets hadn't. That's wild. <laughs> but the Jets hadn't seen Zach Wilson's pro day yet, and they weren't sold on him. Gotcha. Then, by the time they were sold on the pro day, the Niners already saw Trey Lance's pro day. Yeah. They were sold on him. They were Instead like, of giving good. up one first round pick for Donald, they gave up three to go get Trey Lance. Mm. Donald winds up in a good situation. Yeah. In um, Carolina, I think Donald's going to be good. I think Donald's going to throw the lights. I out. think he's going to be all right. He's one of my favorites for comeback player of the year. So that's that on the Jets. Any uh, any additional things to say about them? No. Don't, uh, don't expect much. I right? think they're in the same boat as the Giants. I think it's a, we're both six they're both six win teams. I, but I think I think the Jets offense might be more exciting because I don't know. Well we'll I'll get to it. I in disagree here, that they're in the same boat. Really? I do. I, don't know. I do and, and and here's why. I only have four. It was much easier for me to get my hands on Jets offseason information than it was for the Giants. Don't know why. What's up, media? What's up, New York media? So here's the four signings that were notable that I was able to get for sure for the Giants. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver, four for 72, coming from Detroit. The speedy, electric, if not underutilized, John Ross. (laughs) I have one for two and a half with a question mark because I'm not sure what the number was final Mm -hmm. on his contract. I don't know what his contract was. But I know it was like a Vets minimum. It was like one for around two million. Mm -hmm. So even if he didn't make the final 53, which I'm not sure if he did or not. I don't think I think he did. What you know, he's electrifying. He, yeah. he probably he's either gonna get a decent contract with the Giants this offseason or doing the same thing next year. Well sneakily like this one. Kyle Rudolph tight end, two for fourteen. Uh, Especially if he can now, catch the ball better than Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's hurt now. Yeah, so and yeah. huge red zone target for Danny Dimes. John Ross signed a one year two point two hundred and fifty right. million deal. Okay, so, so he I was got off by two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. 500,000 signing bonus, 1 million guaranteed. Did he make the final 53? Uh, yes, he's yeah. currently appearing here on the depth chart. And then Adoree Jackson, cornerback, 3 for 39 million. I don't remember his guarantee on that, but I'm sure it was stupid high. It was probably <laughs> probably right around 28, 29 million guaranteed. So, big thing here, speed, size. Mm-hmm. 
We wanted to get Daniel Jones more speed and size. Kyle Rudolph is a big boy in that red zone. Kenny Galladay, big boy in that red zone. Yeah. Two very you get Saquon coming back. He might be ready for week one. I don't think he should be, but I don't think he should be either. We'll see what happens. Point is, I don't think they're in the same boat because this is Zach Wilson's got the keys and he just he just opened up a new three, five year lease. Daniel Jones is trying to beg the landlord to let him resign. If yeah. this is Daniel yeah. Jones, especially look, no, there, it's exactly there was, what was a lot of say. problems with the offense last season. Saquon went down number one. Now they're able to fucking just cloud the box and bracket people. And oh, they didn't have great receiver. They didn't have a lot of receiver. Now you got Kenny Galladay. Don't know how how well John Ross is going to do. He he's out there now though. Got Kyle Rudolph. Evan Ingram's not going to be dropping the ball with his feet for hands. And then we move right into the draft. After I believe they traded back, right? Or were they, they picked? Did trade they back. did trade back. Pick twentieth overall, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida. Now this is what I was getting to. When you think Kadarius Tony, I want you to think Percy Harvin. It's the kind of player. That's that, what. That's what I've it's seen. The kind of player he is. That's the kind of wore the number one at Florida, just mm-hmm. like Percy did. Did a lot. Played running back. Played in the slot. Played in the outside. Did a little like weird. Running back, age back shit, return kicks, return punts. I'm sure that he, they might have even put him out there on defense mm-hmm. at some point. This is the guy I was alluding to when I was saying maybe a lot, like if that's the kind of little shifty guy you want, Elijah Moore maybe was probably received higher by many more people mm-hmm. than. But I'm, I'm just a guy. Yeah, maybe Giants saw something. You know, they so don't I liked him. I wanted the Jets to take him because I figured he'd be the best guy available at 34. Yeah. Little did I know Elijah Moore was going to get disrespected <laughs> by 32 teams and then two more teams twice. So round two, pick 50. This guy, Aziz Ojolari, edge rusher from Georgia, probably, maybe not immediately right now, mm-hmm. but he's going to be a sack monster. Should have been a first-round pick, had some sort of – Injury or heart problem that okay. came up at the combine. Aziz Ojolari, look up what happened to him at the draft, please. Spell that for me. A Z E O that's his first name, Aziz. O J U L A R I. Ojolari. There was a reason he fell out. He was supposed to be like a top twenty pick, like up until um a month or so before the mm. draft or something like that. Third and fourth round, pick 71 and 116, respectively. They go with – oh, no, I'm sorry. They're not both cornerbacks. Set pick 71 overall, they take Aaron Robinson, cornerback from Central Florida. Pick 116 is Ellerson Smith, inside linebacker from Northern Iowa. Two in the six, 196 and 201. They take Gary Brightwell, running back from Arizona, and Rodarius Williams, cornerback from Oklahoma State. And that's their draft and all of the offseason moves I have recorded for them as far as additions. <laughs> we were talking about before we went on the air, Big Cat, Leonard Williams, former New York Jet, signed, mm-hmm. re-signed in March. But as far as acquisitions, I, I can't – did I miss any that you know of? No. And from this season? No. Not that I can remember. To be honest with you, though, and this is what I was trying to say before because I agree with you completely. I think this is the year Daniel Jones, He, it has to be – it has to be a positive year. Because, to be honest, the reason I say they're in the same boat is I don't think I'm sold on Daniel Jones. I don't think – I don't think he – I don't know. I don't know if he's the guy. And I feel like if he's going to change my mind and I think a lot of people's minds, this is going to be the year. You're surrounded. Like, Well, it's got to be you know, the year. It's it, got to it be ha- the year. There's and no excuse. 
I want to so I want to save some of the division stuff for when we get to it because I do think that they're I think there's two teams that could win the NFC East and I think they're one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just sloppy. It's a little sloppy. The interceptions you can live with if the touchdowns it's the are fumbles. It's man. the fumbles. It's crazy. We talk about this a lot. I was saying it again at a buddy's house watching the Jake Paul fight this past weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of young kids in high school, big Giants fans, well, you know, they love the Giants. Yeah. And they're talking about Daniel Jones. And I said, do you know that now this is a statistic? I'm not making this up. This is an actual statistic. If Daniel Jones gets hit with the football in his hand, like not after he already threw it, if he has possession of the football yeah. and he gets hit so far in his career, there is a 33% chance that he fumbles that football. Yeah. That's a fact. I'm not making it no, up. That's... It's not what it feels like. <laughs> it's not. Oh, it feels like one. No. One out of every three times he gets sacked He's going hit, to drop the ball. He fumbles the fucking football. And it's not for lack of hand size or body size. These kids six six. Yeah, he's got mitts. It's something's got to. And then those are things you can coach up. And if you don't coach them up, they're not going away. Yeah. Well, hopefully they figured it out this season. Honestly, I think they will. But I think that's just me saying it because one, the Giants. This is probably the longest in our lives the Giants have gone without success. Yeah, they I don't would think so. They every, yeah. I mean, now it got bad in the eighties. Come on, Jack. That wasn't a lot of days. I don't care about days. Leg condition, according to Pro Football's network, a leg condition was it like a degenerative lower leg condition? So it was like a muscle thing, or yeah. something. Yeah, right. So if he if that gets worked out with modern medicine, it should. The Giants once again the the factory of fucking edge rushers. You know, they'll yeah. probably turn him into a twelve sack a year guy. So, like I was saying, I think it's more that the Giants. They have, like, the stretch in the 80s. They were really bad for, like, 20 straight years, mm-hmm. but we weren't alive for that until yeah. they started getting, until LT showed up. Um, They haven't, like, 2000, they play in the Super Bowl. They get ran over by the Ravens. Yep. It is what it is. Then they're, like, kind of middling for a couple of years. They bring Eli in in 04. Now, by 07, people are calling for Eli's job and for Tom Coughlin's job. Well, what do they do? They only knocked off the greatest team in the yeah. history. One of, you know, the, the 2007 Patriots in Super Bowl 42, the helmet catch, Wild. the Plexico Burris touch, go-ahead touchdown, where I'm pretty sure he said his groin exploded on that play. <laughs> um, and then again, what happens? Four or five years go by. We're calling for Eli and, and yep. Eli and Tommy C's job again in 2012. Patriots again. Cool. No big deal. We're going to hand it to you again. And now since then, they've kind of just been – you had a couple of the good days with Odell. Yeah. One good, one good season with Odell when they made the playoffs and then got dusted in the first round. Yeah. Right? Packers came through. And since then, yeah. it's been miserable. And it's like, I feel like we got two versions of the Jets. Go ahead, Jack. What year was that Plaxico Birds catch? 2000. 2007 season. I believe it was the he 2008. That entire 2007 season on a broken ankle. There you go. All right. There you go. <laughs> so that'll do it. So, yeah. Um,. You think the Giants can turn it, turn it around. You think this is their year. I like the talent Danny Jones has. It's just can he be cleaner with that football? So that's it for the uh, for the local Jets and Giants. Uh, anything else on general offseason news or stories before we take a quick break? No. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, guys. And we're going to take a quick minute right now. We have actual sponsors this season. It's season two. Shit is real. It's legit. So I'm here to talk to you about our first sponsor, the first people who came to us and, and we came together. It's uh, Sachi D. De Niro, local streetwear brand. 
from Long Island, New York. The gear's fresh, the gear's comfortable, and it looks good while you're wearing it. It's kind of like if you're looking to wear streetwear, you don't want to spend $600 on a Thrasher t-shirt. You don't want to spend $1,000 on Supreme socks. You don't want to spend $1,500 on a Supreme crowbar. Be one of the first in the game. Get the new Supreme, the next Thrasher, Saatchi Di Dinero. That's Italian for bags of money. I don't know if you knew that, Brian. <laughs> I did not know. They hooked up the house, and now they're hooking up our fans, too. Promo code HAVOC at checkout, that's H-A-V-O-C, is going to save you 10% on your next purchase. SaatchiDDenaro.com. S-A-C-C-H-I-D-I-D-E-N-N-A-R-O.com. Promo code HAVOC. Back to the show. And we're back, and it's time for everyone's favorite part of the future show. The win totals, the over-under on the win totals, basically... This is where we come out and we put our balls on the table and we say they're going to win more than these many games. They're going to win less than these many games. I'm smarter than Vegas, and I'm going to mm. prove it with this bet. Seems like easy money. Before we get into any futures bets, I'm going to open this in honor of our friend Anthony Alessino, who's not here with us today. He's a big uh, proponent to future bets are a waste of money because mm. if you bet – over on a win total on the Chiefs, and then Mahomes blows out a knee in week two, you're done. Yeah. So the one way Alessino, people like Alessino look at it, like it's a waste of money unless you're putting four figures down. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be worth it when the payout comes. They're still fun to look at. It's the only content we have before we get any real football. So we're going to get into it anyway. Maybe make a couple of fake gentlemen's bets. I don't know if I'm putting any more money down today, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> So we're going to start with win totals. Jack's going to yell out the team name. We're both going to guess. And then Jack's going to say the actual number that we have according to our sports book here. And the way that we're doing it is um, price is right rules. So if you go over, if you if we're both the same, say the over under mm. is nine and a half and I guess ten and a half mm. and you guess nine or you guess uh, eight and a half. We're both one and a half away. You get the win because you didn't go over. You understand gotcha. what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So if it's 10 and I say 10 and a half and you say nine and a half, you win because I busted out. Gotcha. So let's go. Hit us with the first team. First team, Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> go ahead. You can go first. You can, add, uh, you can add stuff to it too to justify your number. I'll say as long uh, – yeah, I guess that's part of it though. I'll say nine and a half. Um I think if Dak is in the offense this year, if the foot works out and all of a sudden the the shoulder that we're having trouble with works out, I think the Cowboys offense is really good this year, enough to get them to win games. I think nine and a half. I don't know if that's bold, but Cowboys supporting cast on offense is phenomenal. Yeah. It's they're losing what was their number one offensive line. It's falling apart by the day. Ultimately, I don't think Dak's going to throw 200 or more passes this season. I don't think Vegas thinks he's going to throw more than 200 passes this season. I'm saying seven. Brian, right on the head. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. I would bet the the under on that, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, I would take the under on it because I don't know. If Dak doesn't play, I think they're out. You want to know the under? What? You want to know the under? What do you mean the under? The odds? The odds? Yeah, no. No, I, I don't need it. They're all they're always the same for over-unders. 
right. It's okay, though. You'll learn and you'll learn. This is Jack's first day on the job, guys. Let us know how he did in the comments. Next game. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jesus Christ. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Never been done before in the history of the NFL has a team won a Super Bowl and retained everybody the following season. Except for now. Except for right now. Yeah. It's Tommy Terrific. They were saying up until like week 10 of last year, he still was read- was learning the playbook, and we saw what happened. Mm. No COVID offseason, a whole year with the playbook, already Super Bowl champion with his guys. I'm going to say the over-under. I don't want to be ridiculous and say like 13. I think I might- but yeah. I think it should be like 11 and a half, 12. I'm going to lock it in at 11 and a half. I mean, I I'm totally agree with everything you said. I was going to go a little bit bolder. So I was going to go with 12 and a half. I think. You I think, think 12 and a half? Yeah, I think the Bucks run away with it this year. Jimmy, right on the head. Oh, 11 and a half. 11 there and a half. Uh, all right. All right. All right. So we agreed we weren't playing for anything today in this game. But right now it's 1-1. <laughs> Next game. Next team. Next team. Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think... Uh... You want me to go first? Because I'm ready. You're ready? I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I'm I still digging. I think Cliff Kingsbury is in the running for first coach fired, and he's also <laughs> oh in the running. God. I think he's in the running for the worst currently currently employed coach. I think it's him and Matt Nagy. Really? I think this is a hot. Take. I think last season, while the playoffs were, st- I said it last season. No, I just yeah. when the playoffs were still going on, I said I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the worst active coach when when all the dust settles, and I think I was right. I mean, Matt Nagy might still be up there too with the Bears, but Trubisky sucked. Yeah. Wasn't ever really his guy. So with that being said, I'm going to say the over-under on the Arizona Cardinals should probably be right around 500. And since there is no true 500 this year, I'm going to say 8.5. Yeah, that's probably where I was going to go. I'll go 7.5 just to... Jimmy, on the head again at 8.5. 8.5 again, huh? Jeez. I did almost no research. I didn't definitely didn't look up any numbers. I haven't looked up numbers all year. So, I mean, listen, we were high on the Cardinals last season, especially in the first half of the year. We all won a bunch of money on them. Yeah. They're, they're always going to be fun to watch when Kyler's healthy and New Hopkins is healthy. Added J.J. Swat. There's just something about Cliff Kingsbury. His time management skills are abysmal. <laughs> and with that offense, you, you can't be mismanage the clock mm-hmm. when you're snapping the ball every 45 real seconds yeah. the way they do. And when you're throwing it and lining up in the pistol and the shotgun and you're almost never lining up under center because they, I don't think they have it in their package. I don't think they have an under center formation. Probably not. Closest they get is the pistol with Kyler like four yards back. Yeah. Not a good system to run and also have terrible time management blunders. So I would probably stay away. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily go over or under. I'd, I'd avoid it at all costs. Next team, we got the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. Now they're intriguing. In terms of teams that that might be like six or seven wins better than they were last year, I think they're like up there. I think I'd still put them at six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Over under six and a half. Uh, that's just like I can't do it. Seven and a half. Jimmy on the head again. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, chill out. Jeez. Jesus Christ! No, I positive I didn't look at any over under numbers. Well, None. We're we're perfect right now. I no, no not perfect. I missed the first one. He got the first one right. But he yeah. All right. So seven and a half. 
I think I'd probably take the over on that. Kyle Pitts is going to be real. I don't think Matt Ryan's done yet. I think I, I think they might think have Matt a Ryan's little. Done. I think they might have a little Ewing theory shit going on with Julio Jones. I don't know if you're aware of the Ewing theory. No, Patrick Ewing, the year that he blew out his Achilles, the Knicks were actually better. They were better mm. without him than they were you with think him. The Falcons are better. Uh, I mean, Ridley it's is. It's like an addition by subtraction kind of yeah. thing. Next team, we got the Buffalo Bills. Now, this is where it might get ridiculous. <laughs> I think Vegas is high on them. Yeah. I think Vegas probably views them as the second or third best team in the league. I think they're definitely viewed as the second best team in the AFC. Without a doubt. Um,. I want to say like 13, 13 and a half. I was going to say 12 and a half also. Yeah. Your number was 10 and a half, so I guess that goes to Brian. It's 10 and a half. Brian. Wow. Brian so they're not that confident. We're more confident. Yeah, I mean. That's wild. The thing is that. 10 though? I guess Vegas is always trying to like overcome the recency bias. Gotcha. Yeah, so like yeah. think about after, before last season. Now part of it's not fair because. Before last season, Josh Allen was in his second year in the league, getting mm-hmm. his fucking feet wet. Weird one. I would probably. I'm not gonna bet on it personally. I just in my heart, I feel like they're gonna go over ten and a half wins. I would hit it over immediately. But I wouldn't personally yeah. bet on it just because Jets fan, AFC East, my loyalty's gotta lie somewhere. Yeah, gotta draw the line. All right, moving forward, we got the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, Ca- this Carolina Panthers. The over under on this should be six and a half wins, and I'm standing pat on that. <laughs> God damn it. I'll say seven and a half because I was going to go six and a half too. But. Brian on the head. Oh, seven, seven and, there and, we and go. a half. Right. It had to be somewhere around there. So here's where I feel weird about this because one of my favorites for comeback player of the year is Darnold, and we'll get to the odds and all that bullshit in a little bit. But at the same time, I think under. Nah. I think six or seven is where they're going to fall. Ga- how many games are we getting out of McCaffrey? I have questions that we don't have answers for that I need. Why? You think he's? He saying- was done week three last year. That happens. It's fucking over for them quick, dude, before it starts. I don't think that happens again. I think he'll be fine. I think he gets a full – maybe he misses a game or two, but – You do like Donald Donald and Robbie Anderson know each other very well. Yeah. They like I think each that's other. very exciting. And Matt Rule is going to let this kid sling it. There was a point where Adam Gase – like it, it was almost like Adam Gase wanted out <laughs> towards the end of the year. Yeah. They, well, it's like they, they weren't – there was a point, what are you playing for because you're – 0 oh, and 12, yeah. and they still Everyone's won't let, talking about you getting fired. They're still, they're still giving Frank Gore the fucking ball in between the guards 30 times <laughs> yeah. a game. A lot of what Adam Gase did made no sense, but he's rich, motherfucker, like he said. Fair enough. Next team. Next team, Chicago Bears. Oof. Um, I'm going with six and a half on this. Can one. I ask you a question? That, and, and Brian, you can tell me if I'm not allowed to ask this because it's they're not always in halves. Is every, is every number you got there in a half? Every number I've read so far is in half. Because right, I want that it's not always a half. Sometimes they'll give you the, the zero and now you gotta play a game. <laughs> um what did you say? Did you go, Brian? Yeah, I said six and a half. Yeah, I just I think it's gonna be higher. I think it's gonna be eight and a half. Seven and a half. Right between the two of yeah. us. I don't know what to think of the Bears, man. Cause like we just talked about Matt Nagy already. He's either a sitting duck or he has a quiet arrangement with the team that he's good to go next season no Mm -hmm. matter what. Because the shit that he's doing, and and we're going to go out there, we're going to send Andy Dalton out there right away. Yeah. I think Andy Dalton plays for a couple weeks, but I think Justin Fields, 
He will play this year. I think Fields is going to be really good. So do I. And their defense is really good. And I just don't know. If I knew Fields was going to start, knowing that he's an unknown and that he's never taken an NFL snap, mm-hmm. I'd say go over the seven and a half easy. Because I could see them. Because over seven and a half, you could hit that and still be below 500 now. Yeah. With eight and nine. So it's like, you know, what do these numbers really mean? It's not the same number that we would be talking about last year. I I'm, I can't. If, if like I said, if Fields was starting, if we knew he was coming in even like before week four, I'd say go over. I can't do it with, with Dalton. Mm. So I'm not going to touch it. But I do. I think they should go over. Next up, Cincinnati Bengals. Seven. I think this one should be lower. Lower? I think it should be lower. I'm going to go like five and a half. Number is six and a half. Hmm. Uh, I mean, look, some everyone can't go over. You know, some of these yeah. teams have to go under. I don't know if they're ready yet. I think they're. I think they're going to be one of these teams with the Jets in like a year or two that are ready to make the leap. I'd probably say under. I bet you they go like six and eleven, five and twelve. Next team, Cleveland Browns. I bet you it's nine and a half. <laughs> I was going to say eight. Say whatever you want. Eight, nine and a half. What do you got? Ten and a half. Oh, big on the Browns. Ten and a half. All right. Huh? Hmm. I it's mean, a tough one. It's a tough one. Looks good against the Chiefs you in go the playoffs on, last year. You go and you look at that division. What is Big Ben and the Steelers going to give you? Right? Uh, what are the Bengals going to give you? And then what yeah. are the... Um, why am I blanking on the fifth, fourth AFC North team? I'm also blanking. Houston? That's AFC South. Yeah. Oh, so, the Colts. Right? That's AFC, AFC South as yeah, well. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Jack's pulling it up right now. So let's <laughs> oh, jeez, that's bad. I, dude, we did the so same thing. The Ravens. the Ravens. We did the Jesus. same thing last. Yeah, so that the Ravens were a team that underperformed largely last season. The Steelers were a team that overperformed. They're bringing back most of what they had, mm. and now the Bengals are going to be better. We expect as long as everyone stays healthy and Jamar Chase starts catching the ball. Yeah, it's one of the most more difficult di- divisions, especially in the AFC. The AFC West might be the only more difficult division. But I don't even know if that division is going to be that competitive. So it's hard to block in an over ten and a half wins when all four teams in that division. I could see. I can make a case for any one of the four of them winning. There's not like right, yeah. right one team off right now from the AFC North. I think if anyone, maybe it's the Bengals, but they're yeah, and, all right. Maybe. They're the only ones you can really yeah. write off. Next team, Denver Broncos. Um. This is a seven. Seven and a half. I think this is a seven and a half, too. Not, uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I thought he was going to say nine. <laughs> See, here's the you got the Teddy Bridgewater Drew Locke thing going on. What has Teddy really shown you since the knee injury? I, when I heard he got he won the job, I was one, I was hurt a little bit because yeah. Drew Locke is one of my favorite guys. Yeah, Drew Locke. He's one of my guys doing the young Jeezy in the, on the fucking bench and <laughs> snapping the. He's just a good fucking personality and he's a slinger, dude. He's got yeah. some farve in him. 
So I don't know, like, what is Teddy Bridgewater? Has Teddy Bridgewater sold anything to you on why he should be their starter over Drew Locke? No, not really. I mean, he's he turns not, the ball over less. It's maybe a, he's a mid-range passer. Not really much of a deep threat on a team with Corley, Corton Sutton, and uh, and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler yeah. and Noah Font and Phil Lindsay's not there anymore. I don't no, think. he's in Houston. It's Melvin and the rookie uh, Javion Williams. I think his name is. Yes. So. so other than, like, he t- probably is going to turn the ball over less. That's probably the only thing that Teddy's going to do that Drew can't. Drew is exciting, though. I just don't yeah. think – I can't see them winning – I can't see Teddy being an above 500 guy again. Now, the number was nine and a half. Uh, number was nine and a half. Yeah. Oh, no, eight and a half. Eight, eight and, and a half. half. So that means yeah. that going over makes them nine and eight and makes them above 500. I don't think they're an above 500 mm-hmm. team this year with Teddy at the helm. I go under. All right, next team, Detroit Lions. Three and oh, a half. God. I was going to say four. It's say probably four. four and a half, but three and a half to be disrespectful. What that say? Oh, what'd you, what'd four. You, four? Five and a half. Oh, all right. I mean, that might still be the lowest number, right? I mean, Houston Texans, might have a lower yeah. number than that. Yeah. Jared Goff is terrible. <laughs> I don't even really think the Lions want him so much as they just wanted to get Stafford. Away, not even away. Just get him somewhere he wanted to be because yeah. they owe. They do owe that to Stafford. Definitely, the guy practically broke his back twice for them. He played a whole season with a fractured vertebrae two years ago, and they never they refused to help him his entire career. Matt Stafford's career, we should be talking about it way differently than we have been. Yeah, well, maybe and that'll happen. This he year. doesn't seem it because he's like this big, toofy, uh, doofy, like hickey-looking white guy. Elite level athleticism for as as far as quarterbacks go. Yeah, elite arm talent. Like he's like Phil Rivers with better legs, dude. And now he doesn't have much legs, especially now. But elite arm talent can get rid of the ball from any angle. But we're talking about the Lions. I like I said, they want they got the two first round picks, and they had kind of had to take Jared Goff back. Yeah, I think that's the price of taking two first round picks. At the end of this season, they could cut him and lose a little. The end of next season, they can cut him and lose nothing. So I think he's going to get his shot. They're probably going to draft a kid, and then he's going to bri- be the bridge for the kid next year, and then he'll be playing be in the backup, backup spot. So I don't expect them. They'll be picking in the top five. They're looking for a new quarterback next season. We got the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I'll say 11. I was going to say 11 and a half, yeah. Numbers 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Over. Yeah, over. easily over. Yeah, over and, and keep it moving. Next team, Houston Texans. Three and a half. Four. 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 Four even. So four Houston even. is the lowest. Damn. Yeah. And it's four even. So that's tough to go under. That's what I'm talking about. Where they Oof. don't want. It's tough to go under four even, but it's not that tough to go under four and a half. So look, as we've spoken about on this show at nauseum. Different books are giving you different lines. The book we use here is not the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's not the Barstool Sportsbook. It's not the Borgata. There's, if you go find that four and a half or maybe you even find a five, you smash it. Definitely. Four is tough. I don't know if I'd go under four and four even, but I'd go under four and a half. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars. It feels like it should be six and a half. Yeah. And it feels like over should be a lock, but I don't know. I was going to say six flat. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to say six and a half. 
Jimmy's shooting real good at six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. And like, I mean, see, the over feels like it should be a lock, but I don't know because same reason that same reason when we get to the rookie year shit that I feel like even though Trevor seems like not the no brainer, mm-hmm. that offensive line is terrible. In the preseason, he was getting smacked around. They can't keep him up on his own two feet. He might not play all seventeen. Even if he does, he's going to be running for his life. Mm-hmm. A lot of the great quarterbacks that are really great when they come in don't win a lot. Peyton went, what, 0-16? Not 0-16, 3-13 his rookie I think year. so. Um, Marino really is the only great quarterback right away that came out and won. A lot of them all struggle after that, and it's because their teams are largely garbage. Now, the Jaguars, as far as a number one overall pick, bringing a quarterback in, have way more talent than most teams do at the, at the, mm-hmm. at the skill positions. I mean, DJ Shark, yeah. LaVisca Sheenault. Got and, Marvin um, Jones Jr. also. Marvin Jones Jr., but he's James hurt. Robinson. Hurt right now. Je- yeah, James yeah. Robinson. They got the, the talent. He's probably going to be very good. They're probably going to be good off. The Urban Meyer thing's weird. I'd go under. Just because I, I don't know if they can keep him up. Like, if if, if he misses four games, that's all, it's over. Yeah. And... They, they haven't been able to keep him upright in practice. So how are they going to keep fucking – what's his name? Like guys like Von Miller off of him. Yeah. They're not. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. 13 and a half. Thir- yeah, I was going to say 13. 12 and a half. 12 and a half. I got a weird feeling, and this is based on nothing but emotion, I guess. Short the Chiefs this year. Really? Short them. Go under. Nah. Twelve and so. a half is a lot, dude. I'm not saying they're I not. Mean, I'm not saying don't bet them to make the playoffs, or to net to win the division. But I think under twelve and a half, they, they, at some point they have to start hitting some adversity here. And the Tampa Bay, <laughs> think. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just laid out how to get them. Yeah. They just laid it out. You need speed over the middle. You need that's a lot of these sh- shorter, smaller, faster inside linebackers who are getting converted from safety, like Devin White, mm-hmm. to be able to run all over the field. And you got to get after him with four guys. Bucks did it, and the game was over. Yeah. Now, granted, they had the line issues. They solid up. They shored up that offensive line this offseason big time. But we'll see. I don't know. I think they're still going to be great. Thir- yeah. Thirteen wins is hard to get to. On a regular basis for anybody. Los Angeles Chargers. Nine and a half. Eight. Jimmy still shooting high. Nine and a half. God damn, god damn. I'd go over. I like the Chargers. This is part of the reason that I think it's going to be tough in that AFC West. Because Herbert taking the year two leap. I think that coach seems like the guy. He's he's one of these young guys where the the, um, the player, you know, he seems to connect to the players a little bit yeah. more. Definitely seems like he's going to connect to Justin Herbert a little bit more. But I don't think Anthony Lynn was the problem there to begin with, so it's weird. Defense is getting better. You imagine Bose is going to be there all year. Um, Derwin James is back. They missed him all year last year. So they're going to be better on defense mm-hmm. and probably just as good, if not better, on offense with Justin Herbert yeah, in there too. I think they'll go over easy. I think they have a, a real shot to win the division. Next up, Los Angeles Rams. I, I think say, Ve- go ahead. I was gonna say nine. Nine think, and a half. I think Vegas Stafford. I think Vegas is real high on them right now, and I bet you that number is like ten and a half or eleven. 
Jimmy, what's your final number? Ten and a half. Shooting <laughs> ten and a half. Jimmy at ten and a half. Jesus Christ. All right. Um Yeah, I mean Matt Stafford's in town. That's really all. We saw what happened when they went to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford's on that team and they're Super Bowl champs right now. Yeah. Jared Goff cannot complete a forward pass in that entire game. That was game. a tough Super Bowl. And that game has probably been like since then, Jared Goff has been just I, I never thought he was good. Yeah. But since that Super Bowl game, it's just been getting worse and worse for him ever since then. Stafford's on the field in that game. They smacked the shit out of the Patriots. <laughs> but you know, if my aunt had dick, she'd be my uncle. So it is what it is. I said back when they traded for him. Not one, but at least two Super Bowls Matt Stafford would win while he was with the Rams. Still standing by that. Don't know if it's going to happen this yeah. season, but I think over 10 and a half easy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We didn't even – did we get to that number yet? What we number? Yeah, yeah, it was 10 did. and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, over yeah. 10 and a half. Yeah. All right. Moving on, we got the Miami Dolphins. Six and a half. I'm going to say someone has to be the bottom of the AFC East, and I don't think it's going to be Miami. And they won way more games than they had any business winning last year. And on paper, they got better, not worse. Eight and a half. Shocking number here. We got nine and a half. Whoa, nine and a half. I was going to guess nine and a half. Did did they win 10 games last year? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, maybe it was a little too low on six. But, yeah. I just, nine and a half. Unless you're a Dolphins fan, don't make this bet at all. Yeah. But definitely don't go over. Here's the one thing I'll say about Miami. Chan Gailey was the offensive coordinator last season, who was Ryan Fitzpatrick's guy. He was the head coach way back in the day when they were both in Buffalo. That entire offense is built for Ryan Fitzpatrick. A lot of two tight ends, a lot of running the ball, not yeah. a lot of opening it up. Everything to it does is four wide vertical. That's everything he does well is throw the ball deep, spread the field out. So even when he got his chance... It's like playing with the fucking safety on. Yeah. So they are going to open this shit up this year. They went and got Jalen Waddle. They went and got Will Fuller. Who knows how many games he's going to even play. They got more speed. They're going to do more of what Tua wants to do. And we're going to find out about Tua this year. I think it's a lot for a second-year guy who barely did well in his rookie year Mm -hmm. to go from one system on all the way on the left end of the spectrum to go to a system almost as far right as you can go. Mm-hmm. The only further right you get with that is like what fucking Kingsbury does with um, Kyler. So I think it's going to be hard for them to make that jump and I'd go under. Minnesota Vikings. Five and a half. Yeah, six. Eight and a half. Eight. Under. Yeah, I, take I have nothing else that. to say about it. We don't fucking, <laughs> we don't bet on the don't fucking Vikings, Vikings and we don't touch Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Moving on. Not exciting. Moving on, New York Giants. Five and a half. No, I bet you this is no, close. I bet you this number is closer to five hundred. I bet you this is like no eight and a half. Seven. Final number eight. Eight and a half. I'm going to six. I'm going to six. Number is seven. Seven, seven on the dot. Wow. I was gonna go down to seven and a half, and I didn't. Um, they better fucking be able to win eight games for the sake of. Here's the thing: I'll t- Joe Judge ain't going nowhere. No, they like it. Yeah, Joe Judge ain't going like nowhere. So Daniel Jones, for his fucking sake, they better win eight games <laughs> or more. Like I said, if you're uh, this is one of the, if you're a Giants fan, you fu- it it a lot matters a lot. To, you better just take the over because they need <laughs> to get over seven. They do. 
Moving on, we got the home team, New York yes. Jets. The New York not yet. They should be six and a half. Yeah, I'd say five. No, I'll say six. Jimmy on the dot, yeah, six, six and, and a half. half. Um, I don't think they will go over. You don't think they will go over? I don't think they'll go over six and a half. I th- I, I bet six and 11 is right where they belong on the high end. They made vast improvements, but then right away they lose the number one improvement yeah. that they make. The defense still isn't there. A lot of young guys in the secondary. Lost Jamal Adams. Could be losing Marcus May this offseason. I don't know. They're not there yet. I bet you they win anywhere from four to six games, but I don't I the seventh I don't see happening. We got the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Four and a half. Four and a half. I was gonna say six. I don't I just not only do I not believe in Jalen Hurts, I don't think anyone in Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't really think does. they do either. Final number six, Brian? Yeah. Six and a half. Yeah. I mean I think they're gonna be looking for a new quarterback probably they next do. year. They just got him. Well, <laughs> yeah. The mustache. Minshew. That's what we should have talked about. Ah, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Gardner. Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. This one's hard because, like you were saying before, you don't know. This is going to be disrespectfully low for a team that won 11 or 12 games last season. I think they went 12 and 4. It didn't end the way they wanted it to. They did go 12 and 4. Didn't end the way they wanted it to. And even when they were winning games, it seemed like eventually they had to start losing because of the way they were playing. And Ben kind of seemingly is falling apart. Um, I think it's going to be absurdly low. I think it's going to be like seven and a half. Um, I'll say nine. Got eight and a half. Eight and a half. I can't say whether or not I would go over or under because it's like they're one of the biggest question marks really in the yeah. league right now. What are we getting out of thirty-eight-year-old Ben, or anyone else on the team? I think we know what we're getting out of Juju. I think you know what you're getting out of T.J. Watt. I think you know what you're getting on defense, largely from the Steelers as a whole. Minka, you know what you're getting from Minka Fitzpatrick in yeah. the strong safety spot. Just what are we getting from Ben in that offense? And side bet while we're here, does Dwayne Haskins get a start this year? He made the roster. He's, uh, the, he's QB2. Yeah, why not? You think he gets at least why one not? start over under Even if it's at the start. end of the year. What about you? Over under half a start for Dwayne Haskins, Jack. Dwayne Haskins? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, over, over. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to start Just at least one, one game this yeah. year. Even, even if it's he, week 17 Even if it's 18, week 17 or like, 18, yeah, for sure. Next team. San Francisco, 49ers. This one's tough, too. I'm going to say 10 and a half. I like 10 and a half. Both 10 and a half? Both of you on the dot. Yeah, 10 and a half. I mean, real, I don't know. The San Francisco 49ers feel like they have a lot going on, but they just seem so kind of boring to me. I don't know if that, that it's makes Jimmy sense. G. He's just, it's yeah, Jimmy G. I guess it is, like. There's just no, I don't know. There's no it factor. It's, it's it's that, and you know what? Also, it is. It's not even Jimmy G. Let me be a little. Let me take that back. Don't be disrespectful to Jimmy GQ. It's not even Jimmy G because he's been there three seasons now, right? Mm. And he only he's played under twenty games. Mm-hmm. He had the torn ACL both times, right? Wasn't it a torn ACL both times that put him down? Uh, it may have been. I'm pretty sure it was tor- two torn ACLs and in the season in between. And when he started a full season for them, what did he do? He only took them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, did they lose? Yeah. But he took them to the Super Bowl. You're, I think you're, you're saying that they're boring because in his laps when he was not there, 
C.J. Beathard, Nick yeah. Mullins. You know, boring game managers. And that's a team who now they have Trey Lance, whatever. That's a team that needs more solid backup play that could go get Cam Newton if they, yeah. know, if they had the spot for him. But obviously now Trey Lance is waiting in the wings. Also, with two promising young receivers like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk going into the sophomore year, Things could start to be getting... Debo better. Samuel's going into his third or fourth year. Third or fourth. But and, I got uh, you. Right now, yeah. yeah. Good looking and you got the best tight end in football. And they lost all of those edge rushers last year. I'm going to go over. <laughs> and here's the thing, too. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's either it's either going to work out and he's going to start all year and they're going to win something. Mm-hmm. Or there's money waiting for him when they cut him at yeah. the end of the year. So no matter what, He's going to be playing, like, no matter what, he's excited and he's got something to play for because his career's not over. There's going to be a big bag waiting for him somewhere else next season when when he gets cut. And even if they don't, he's going to win a Super Bowl and then probably still get a bag to stay as the backup. Mm -hmm. Because if he wins a Super Bowl, how are you going to rush him out the fucking door for Trey Lentz? Yeah. Next. Seattle Seahawks. I just, this is a team... That wins the division every year. Almost every year, it feels like. Can't remember the last time they won a playoff game. They're going to get disrespected by Vegas. Seven and a half. No, eight and a half. I was going to say a ten. We got nine and a half. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that is wild. Even that feels low, right? Yeah. Nine yeah. and a half, even that feels low. I. <laughs> the Jets fan of me going under. Because we got their first round pick next year. No, that's going to go over. No, nah, yeah, they'll go over. Next. <laughs> Tennessee Titans. Ooh. Hype's out on this team. Everyone's excited. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 11 for this one also. 11? For the Titans? Yeah, I think the Titans are going to be good. Hmm. All right, 10 Ten, and a half. 10 and a half. Oh, okay. Jimmy. Probably nine and a half. Nine and a half. All right. So they're not as confident Nine and a half. I See, I don't know how I feel about them because it's. I think the Julio thing is a little overhyped. Like now they need – he's going to be impactful when he plays. Mm-hmm. What is he playing, 60% of the season? Well, yeah. We're going to have to find eight, out. Eight, nine, ten games. I don't think he's played more than 11 games in the last five years. Next team. Got the nameless Washington football team. Hmm. I think the Washington they, Fitzpatrick. Baby. I think they should be close to the favorite to win the division. I'm gonna give them um, a nine and a half. I was gonna give them seven. We got eight and a half. All right, so somewhere in the middle. All right, so that's the total on win numbers, right? Now I need you to move over to the odds uh, to win division. I think we got a couple more. Oh, we do. We still have more. Keep going, then. We got plenty more. All right, Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. Ravens, another team I feel like Vegas is probably disrespecting a little bit this year based on their lukewarm season they had. Look, when Lamar Mm -hmm. isn't doing Lamar things on the ground, that offense is boring. Yeah. And I think boring kind of does factor in a little bit nowadays. I feel like it's probably going to be around eight and a half. Yeah, I'd say nine. Got Baltimore, ten and a half. Ten and a half. Ooh. I'd go under. I would go under also. With that rookie receiver they got and then adding Sammy Watkins. They didn't do enough. They got a bunch of twos and threes. They don't have a number <laughs> one. All right. Last team on the list, Las Vegas Raiders. 
Five. No, no. No, I take it back. I take it back. No, All right. Just, really? I, I took it back. I took it back. Um, All right. I'll go with seven, but I'm not going higher than seven. Hmm. It's going to be eight and a half, Nine but and I'm going with seven. Nine and a half. Bryce on the dot. So seven. Wow, seven. Yeah. You got those. Yeah, uh, I was being a little outlandish, but seven. Get us odds to win the division now. You there? Uh, working on it. All righty. Ben Simmons wants out of Philadelphia. He's not ben happy. Simmons said he's not he's playing. He's not doing it anymore. Yeah. Which I don't blame him. Nah, I mean, listen. They're being here's disrespectful. The thing. He's, he's disrespectful to the game of basketball. <laughs> you're being, he's disrespectful to himself. He's disrespectful <laughs> to the entire city of Philadelphia, right? When you're playing in a playoff series, all right, and you have fucking seven shot attempts in the fourth quarter or overtime of a, of a playoff series, you don't want to shoot. Yeah, and I don't want to give anyone a max contract who doesn't want to shoot. <laughs> Big Cat quoted, used this quote at the fight on Sunday night, and I'm going to use this quote again. The great Dion Waiters once said, "I'd rather go 0 for 30 <laughs> than go 0 for 9 because if you went 0 for 9, it meant you stopped shooting." It's fair. It means you lost confidence. <laughs> And I can't be having a guy that's making $30 million of my money if I'm the owner. Where do who doesn't want to shoot the fucking ball? I bet you he's going to go somewhere he deserves, like Sacramento. <laughs> because Sacramento can put together the De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, and a million picks package. That looks very enticing to them. You got it? Good. Does it have it in division order or no? Uh, it's split between NFC and AFC. All right. All right. We can figure it out. Yeah. All right. Can you just read me off the first four teams on the list? Cowboys, Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles. It is in division order. Those four teams are the (laughs) NFC East. All right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to both guess who we think the favorite is, and then you're going to give us all the odds, the number. It should be plus something. All good. You got it? NFC East. Guess who you think the favorite Um, is. I think the favorite – I'm going to say the Cowboys. Jack, you gotta, you, you're shaking your head yes when people get shit right, and I can see it. So <laughs> I'm a, you, It's the Cowboys, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Is it the Cowboys or no? It is the Cowboys. Right. I wasn't shaking my head you, yes. You, you, you were. So I guess it's the Cowboys. I disagree with that. So give me the odds. Give me the, the odds I on disagree all four of them. That. Cowboys plus 105. All four teams. Give me the odds. Washington football team plus 200. New York Giants plus 450, Philadelphia Eagles plus 475. Wow. Very close across the board. I think the – to me personally, it's a two-team race between Washington and the Giants. I don't think Dallas hangs out. I don't think Dak plays long enough, rather, for them to hang around. Well, all right, dude. Sorry. I just just don't know if Dak's going to hang out and play, especially for the money if you're going to pick one. I mean, none of these guys are really worth it at plus 2 or 350. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to probably, if you're going to throw money on them at plus 250 or 200, Jack said, Washington football team, I like them a lot. They're going to beat people up on defense, and Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't throw a lot of games away. Next up, NFC North. Bengals, Steelers. Um, NFC North, Bears, Packers. Oh, NFC North, uh, Bears, Vikings, Packers, Vikings. And, um, who else is there, Jack? Lions. Lions. Um, it should be the Packers. should be the, be the Packers, favorite. yeah. yeah. Packers, both of you? Yeah, yeah it's going to be Packers. Yeah. Minus 185. 
Minnesota Vikings plus 250, Chicago Bears plus 450, Detroit Lions plus 2200. Now, you, you oh, don't bet on the Lions. Don't even touch it. I mean, if you're a Bears fan and you feel like being ballsy preseason plus 450 for the Bears ain't terrible, but I I don't think it's enough. I If you get me like plus 650, I might throw some money on it. I think the Packers are a lock. Don't bet on this at all because minus 185 for a futures bet is not worth yeah, it. Yeah, no. I think the Packers are a lock, though. Next division. NFC South. It's Tampa, Atlanta. Saints. New Orleans and um, Carolina. Carolina. I mean, it's got to be Tampa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's got to be Tampa. It's got to be the favorite, right? Yeah. Both staying with Tampa. Yeah. yeah, Tampa's the favorite at minus 245. New Orleans Saints, plus 325. Carolina Panthers, plus 900. Atlanta Falcons, plus 800. I'm surprised they have the Saints, so. Um, that's a good number yeah, on the Saints. that's interesting. I, I like the Saints to win this division. I honestly, I like them a little bit more than that. If you can get, if you leave Jameis in there and you coach him up and you get, it's like one, two, or three throws a game that he makes that he shouldn't because he can't, but he thinks he can make every throw. Mm-hmm. And I think if Sean can get those three bad throws out of him, if you can just get him to understand the throws that he physically cannot make, he's a top 10 quarterback. The guy threw from 5,200 yards two years ago with 30 and 30. You get that 30 down, the 30 interceptions down mm-hmm. to 22, and you still throw 30 touchdowns. This fucking team, and then you bring <laughs> you bring in Taysom Hill for change of pace shit, you know, and you. Yeah. Keep, but Jameis is the guy. He's a. I mean, Jameis is something that they have not had in New Orleans for the last five years with Drew Brees, with a surefire blue chip rocket laser fern arm. Drew Brees couldn't throw a football for the last three years. Yeah. So I I would take them. I would yeah I would take them. I might take them to win the division and then some, at plus three fifty. You said. Uh, and, the, plus and the and the Bucks were what minus two minus something. Yeah, I'd take the Saints. All right, we got the NFC West. Then we're gonna move over to the AFC. Seattle, San Francisco, um, Arizona. Yeah. Um, I bet you San Fran's the favorite. I was gonna say the uh, the Rams, honestly. Dink. Yeah. Both of you are right. They're both tied at plus 165. Seattle Seahawks, plus 250. Arizona, plus 600. Wow. This has been the division just like last year. It could have three playoff teams coming out of it every year. Yeah. And almost every single one of those teams has a fair shot at it. It's hard to go against Russ, right? Yeah. It's so hard to go against Russ and then... I don't think and the Trey, Seahawks just in I think Trey Lance is the least ready out of the five rookies that went in the first round this year, and I think if Jimmy goes down, you're in trouble. Really? People seem to be very hyped up on Trey Lance. He makes the big play, but can he make the hook? Yeah. Can he throw the four-yard hook on third and two? That's what I need. You know? Um, I can't go against Seattle. I do like the Rams. They don't need to win the division, though. <laughs> True. To, to, to have success, you know? Just hard to beat Seattle at home. They mm-hmm. could go six, yeah, six and zero at home. Oh no, three and zero at home in the division. Easy. Yeah. They could go six and zero in the division too, but moving on. Moving over to the AFC, we got the AFC East: Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. 
The Bills the are going to be the favorite. Yeah. It's not going to be worth putting any money on. They're probably minus five, minus four, something like that. Um, if any of these teams are going to be worth taking a shot at, it's going to be the Pats. Let's hear those odds. Bills at minus 170. Wow, only minus 170? Yeah. Fair enough. Dolphins plus 325. Patriots plus 330. Jets plus 2,000. I think it's absolutely disgraceful that the Patriots are below the Dolphins. I know it's only by about five points or so. So, you know, $5 yeah. on a on a bet. But I think that's disgraceful. I do think Buffalo is going to win the division. I'm more interested in, in the bets to make the playoffs than divisional bets. But if anything, you throw money on the Pats. I don't think, fuck, the Dolphins aren't winning the division. Yeah. Going down south, AFC South, Colts, Tennessee Titans, Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans. Mm-hmm. I mean. I think the <laughs> Titans should be the favorite, but I bet you it's going to be close with the Colts. Titans are the favorite at minus 145. Colts are plus 130. Jacksonville Jaguars are plus 700. And the Texans plus 2,800. <laughs> oh, man. Now, so I don't want to do this because we're going to be reliving. Right now, we're reliving a moment from season one, episode one, where it was just me and Alessino. We sat here and we looked at the NFC odds, and it was like plus 3,000 or more for the, <laughs> for the Washington football team to win the division. And we both left and said, don't fucking bet on Washington. You can, but you're not going to win anything. Mm. Don't do it. I guarantee you, you're not going to win any money. And who won that division last yeah. year? So you don't want to count anybody out, but Houston ain't it, Chief. <laughs> I, I just if so Davis either. Mills win, if Davis Mills takes this team to a division champ, divisional championship, I'll retire from podcasting. <laughs> How's that sound? Um, with that being said, I think if you if Frank Reich, who was the last offensive coordinator that got anything good out of Carson Wentz, if Frank Reich can get half of out of Carson Wentz out of what he got out of him. That last good year in mm-hmm. Philly, Colts should be able to win this thing. Titans good too. I think both very solid defenses. One team has Derrick Henry, one team does not. Yeah. But I think the Colts defense is a little bit stronger than the Titans defense. And I think Carson Wentz, when he's right, is better than Ryan Tannehill when he's right. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But look at the body of work. They are very similar. Look at their body of work, yeah. though. When you look at the body of work, Carson Wentz is just a little bit better. Because until Ryan, Ta- before Ryan Tannehill got Derrick Henry and a sick defense, what you, that Ryan Tannehill was better. I mean, Pre Titans, Ryan Tannehill was better than. Well, he was on the Dolphins with Adam Gase. They did We've make the playoffs him. one of those years. Yeah. I don't know. I, if anyone is going to unseat the Titans, it's going to be the Colts. Because. You get a halfway decent quarterback play with that defense and the weapons they have. They should be able to run away with the division. Mm-hmm. All right. With our last division, we're going to swing it out west to the AFC West. We got the Chiefs, the Broncos, division. Chargers, Raiders. Chiefs. It's going to be the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs. Love are, to see the Chargers. But. Chiefs are going to be favorites. Yeah. I'd also love to see the Chargers. What's the? Give us the numbers. Chiefs minus three twenty-five. Denver yeah. Broncos plus five twenty five, and the Chargers also plus five twenty five. Wow, that's interesting. At plus fifteen hundred. 
to Wow, raise. they really think the Broncos and the Chargers have the same odds what? to win the division? What is going on? That's in, pretty wild. What is going on in Denver and in Vegas with Denver that we think that they're anywhere near as good as the Chargers are? I don't know. That's wild to me. Excuse me. What's exciting about the Broncos? I mean... Cortland's son. Cortland right, Sutton didn't play all year last pool. year because he had a uh, neck throw injury. The throwing the ball. No, he had a knee injury. Knee injury. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But he's I got know, Teddy Bridgewater throwing on the ball. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know about. I that would it, I would put one if there was a division bet. I would put money on here. It would be the Chargers. Right, um, odds to win conference. Can you pull that up? Uh, now, odds to, odds to win the conference. Now we can get in. I mean, this is going to be. Probably pretty cut and dry. I imagine it's going to be Chiefs and Bills at the top of the yeah. AFC. And I imagine it's going to be Packers at Bucks, Saints at the top of the NFC. More than likely. Jack's getting us the numbers right now. I'm picturing the value is going to be with the Saints or possibly with like um, the Titans might have some value there. Start which conference are you gonna start with? We're start with the AFC. Were we right on the the first two teams of the Chiefs and the Bills? Yeah. Yeah. Give me the odds. Plus two twenty for the Chiefs, plus four eighty five for the Bills. All of them. All of them. Baltimore Ravens plus five twenty five. No thanks. Cleveland Browns plus six fifty. No thanks. Colts plus fifteen hundred. <laughs> nah. No. Pittsburgh Steelers plus eighteen hundred. Nah. Chargers plus fifteen hundred. Now that's like. I maybe plus fifteen hundred might be intriguing to me for them to win the, the conference. Miami the conference, yeah. Miami Dolphins plus thirteen hundred. Patriots. Like, see, this is where I have a problem, though. It's only like the the Dolphins are more favorited to win the conference than the than the Chargers. What's going on? <laughs> Keep going. Patriots what? plus thirteen hundred. Just the same odds for the Patriots. All right, All whatever. Right. Keep going. Belichick versus Flores, and you give me the same odds. Titans plus eleven hundred. Raiders oh, plus twenty eight hundred. New York Jets plus five thousand. Don't Denver bet Bron- that. <laughs> Denver Broncos plus a thousand. Jacksonville Jaguars five thousand. Bengals five thousand. Texans five thousand. Um, I mean. You said the Bills were like plus 400? Bills plus 45. Plus 450? 485. 485. Yes. I thought you said 45. Plus 485. I mean, that there's a little bit of value there to sprinkle on the Bills, and I think there's some value with the plus 1500 on the Chargers. What do you think? Anyone else pop out to you there? Besides that, no. I mean, it's pretty much, like you said, cut and dry. We pretty much knew. We spent a lot of time on team wins, so yeah. I'm just trying to burn through this real quick. Give give me the, uh, the NFC now. Swing over to the, NF- the NFC. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus 275. Green Bay, plus 525. Los Angeles Rams, 525. San Francisco 49ers, 525. New Orleans Saints, plus 1,600. That's the bet. Yeah. That's the bet. So? Plus sixteen hundred. Jeez. Three more than three times less likely than the Niners or the Packers yeah. or what was that other team at five twenty five? Rams. Oh, Rams. More than three times less likely? Yeah, I think that's the bet. Right. Keep going. 
Seahawks plus a thousand, Cardinals plus fifteen hundred. Cowboys plus 1,200. Stop right there. Cardinals. The Cardinals have better odds yeah. than the fucking Saints. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And while while we have Jack Stop plus 1,000 for the Seahawks, I like that too. Yeah. And then we got the Dallas Cowboys plus 1,200. Chicago Bears plus 2,300. Vikings 1,900. Carolina Panthers 2,900. Jeez. Washington football team plus two thousand. And one oh no, this conference. Atlanta Falcons plus twenty eight hundred. Philadelphia Eagles Eagles plus three thousand. Giants three thousand two hundred. Detroit Lions five thousand. I think the Saints and the Seahawks are the two yeah. value that you're not looking for a real reach, but you're still getting, you know, good value. What about your opinion on the uh, Washington football team? At plus two racks is what it was? Yeah. No. No. Nothing. No. Fitzpatrick's good enough to win the division, not enough to run the gamut on the playoffs. <laughs> Could you imagine? No. It would be it would no. be intense. Guess what? I had him on my team when it mattered. All right, he threw an interception on the final drive of the game that would have sent right. them to the playoffs. Odds to win Super Bowl, and then we're going to take a quick break. Um, now, I like the Rams before I even get the odds. I like the Rams here. I like the Saints here. Um, I wouldn't bet on the Chiefs because I don't think the payout's yeah. going to be there. And I don't think the payout's going to be there for the Bills either. I like the Titans. And you're selling me on the Saints. I don't know why, but... Dude, they sh- could, if Drew Brees could throw a fucking football nine yards in the air the last three seasons, they should have two more rings. Chiefs with favorite, plus 450. Tampa Bay, that's plus 600. Green Bay Packers, plus 1,100. Bills, plus 1,000. Rams, plus 1,200. San Francisco 49ers, plus 1,200. New Orleans Saints, plus 2,700. So that 2,700 intrigues you. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's just to make Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl. Baltimore Ravens, plus 1,400. Seattle Seahawks plus two thousand four hundred fifty. That's another good one. Yeah, that one's good. Russell fucking Wilson. Yeah. So so far we like Seattle at plus twenty four fifty, and we like New Orleans at plus twenty seven hundred. Tennessee, Tennessee Titans plus twenty five hundred. I don't like it as much as I like the other two though. Yeah. They just seem destined to fall apart. The defense is not good. Their defense is not going to be good this year. They're going to have to throw out of all the games. Yeah. Colts, plus 3,000. Browns, plus 1,400. Dolphins, plus 2,450. Pittsburgh Steelers, plus 3,200. Chargers, plus 3,300. Let me stop you. You said Dolphins, plus 2,450. 2,450. Which is the same odds as the the Seahawks. Correct. What are we fucking doing here, dude? (laughs) What is going on? Let me find my shot. What is going on? <laughs> Russell fucking Wilson has the same odds to win a Super Bowl as Tua Tagovailoa and Brian Flores, second year coach and, and quarterback, respectively. As far the as fuck Vegas out of here. <laughs> Continue, Jack. Cowboys twenty eight hundred. Cardinals four thousand. Patriots twenty seven hundred. Four thousand. Vikings, 4,000. 
Raiders, 5,000. Eagles, 5,000. Falcons, 5,000. Bears, 5,000. <laughs> all these teams it's are just going to be 5,000. All these teams are going to be 5,000. Yeah, we're good. Giants. We're good. They're all going to be 5,000. Um, tell you right now, I made that bet already before, the day after the Super Bowl ended last year. I made the bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl at plus 5,000 because I thought they were getting Deshaun Watson. So that's a loss right off the bat. You never know. You never know, but, you know, whatever. It is <laughs> what it is. Um, I didn't hear anything. Go ahead. Just to, with the Russell Wilson, during last season, when they switched to have him throw more and move outside the pocket, first half of the season, great percentages over, I believe, over around 38% on completions or something like that, a little higher. And... After the second half of the season, after they hit their bye, teams started calling cover three on them, and their completion uh, percentage dropped almost ten, oh, a little over ten percent. Yeah, because what happened is you could no longer, you could no longer just throw find DK Metcalf deep over the top when you have three guys draped over the middle, and as the season progressed, they couldn't run the ball. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson apparently was instrumental in in hiring the new offensive coordinator. They got Brian Schottenheimer out of there, who's a fucking garbage play caller. He's <laughs> been a garbage play caller since he coached with the Jets. Fucking third and 12, giving handoffs up the middle to uh, Leon Washington. Get the fuck out of here, Schottenheimer. <laughs> so I think, well, part of that decline is when you, can't, when you cannot run the ball in the National Football League, unless your name is Aaron Rodgers and mm-hmm. you have Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson on the team at the time, you're not going to get away without running the ball. Not going to happen. The teams are just going to get everyone out of the box, throw an extra safety or two over the yep. middle. They're, or they'll do what Belichick did, and they'll just bracket your two best players and then go one-on-one with everyone else and rush two guys. So you hope that changes. Russell Wilson's better than what we saw from him last year. DK is only going to get better. Tyler Lockett's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And I think they made some small improvements to that offensive line. I like them at plus 2450. I think it's ridiculous that the fucking – Dolphins have the same odds, and then the Patriots have worse odds. The Patriots mm. are plus 25. Ultimately, out of all of the numbers here that are calling my name, it's plus 2,700 for the Saints, I think. Or the 2,450 for the Seahawks. Or plus 2,450 yeah. for the Seahawks, yeah. But the, the Saints, I think I might actually put a bet in on that. What about you? I'm still on the Seahawks. I think that's 2,450 is nice. Yeah, I don't, you're selling me on the Saints, but I'm not, not as sold. All right. It's fair enough. I mean, Jameis hasn't played in over a year. I think Jameis is going to be great regardless. I don't think they win the Super Bowl. We're going to see. They got this stacked with talent, man. We're going to see. Um, we're going to take another quick break before we get into the individual awards. So we'll be right back. All right. A uh, little bit of miscommunication there. We thought we were taking a break. We're not. This podcast went a little longer than expected. We're going to save the individual of the year awards, coach of the year, offensive rookie of the year, etc., for the week one show when we hopefully have Mr. Anthony Alessino back and maybe we'll have Nick back. If not, Jack is going to be working with us as a junior producer as well going forward. So that's going to be that. Look out for the week one show should be coming to you Wednesday at midnight, the day before the opening game, which I believe is September 10th, correct? I think it's the 9th. Whatever that Thursday is. The ninth. Yeah, so that Wednesday, yeah. I believe it's the eighth or the ninth. Yeah. So, I think it's the eighth. That day will be the week one show. Look out for that. That's our show for today. We're brought to you by Sachi D. De Niro. We're brought to you by Tiger Pack Productions. And of course, as always, we're brought to you by House of Havoc. House of Havoc Podcast Network. 
I'm James Hawkins. This is Brian Castiglione, and this has been Parlez-vous.